Benvenuto. Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here covering some Italian things this uh, wonderful episode. We are on episode 11 here, and I am with my signore, my good buddy, Jared. Buongiorno, buonasera, ciao. Hello, good morning, good evening, hello everyone. Please follow us at Untranslatable1 on Twitter, on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, and email us all your great uh, Italiano. Uh, we really need to chill. We've already been going heavy on the uh, Italian. Right. We're not even a minute into this thing. Uh, email us at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com and tell us your untranslatables, your travel stories, mishaps, your uh, tips. Say hello. Right. You know, I'm a nice guy. Just Just say hello. I'd say you're fairly friendly uh, for the most part. You know, wish us uh, happy holidays and stuff. I guess when they come, not, none, none of them are coming anytime. <laughs> none of them are around. Not yet, but uh, who knows? Maybe there's some Italian holiday somewhere near, and some of our Italian listeners can send us some inform- interesting information. You know, that was no, I never did any, I did not do any, I mean, Italians do love to relax. So I mean, I mean you're, you're not wrong. They'll, they'll make it. Who doesn't though? <laughs> I mean, of I course. Mean, I, that's quite. Right? A, that's quite a stereotype. They love to relax. I feel like they're not the only people where that's kind of a stereotype. No, definitely not. I mean, Spain gets it too, but right. they have uh, siestas in similar cultures. You get the relatable mm-hmm. cultures. Um, right. I mean, Americans we like to relax. Oh heck! But yes, we also we get do. the workaholic I- stereotype. That's true. I feel like I feel like the American way to relax though is is like the the most convenient way to relax. You know what I mean? Like you're sitting in the pool with like a floaty racism. And <laughs> oh god. <laughs> he went there. Um so I I read this story the other day. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to talk to you about the story. So um are you obviously you're familiar with the mcdonald's monopoly game or yeah. the mcdonald's oh, yeah. who wants to be a millionaire game mm-hmm. well it started in uh well let me let me let me just begin let me back up i read this article in the daily beast and it was written by uh, jeff mace jeff mace <laughs> jeff 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 with jeff a j something. and not geoff <laughs> no that's the only reason i'm reading this is because it's jeff with a j the respectable okay, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's called uh, How an Ex-Cop Rigged McDonald's Monopoly Game and Stole Millions. Have, oh, you, wow, have you heard about this? Intriguing. No. Dude, I read this thing. This is a long article. I don't know exactly how long it was, but I read all of it. And, Give me the cliff notes, my man. All right. So Jerry Jacobson, he uh, worked for... Uh, it would be a Jerry Jacobson. Jerome is his name, too. It's Jerome. You wouldn't expect that. It's Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but you went by Jerry. But it goes by Jerry, okay. He um, wanted to be a cop, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Well, let me just... Let me back up. So, Jerry Jacobson, he uh, was... He wanted to be a cop. Yeah, he wanted to be a cop, and he was first injured... And he got to be a cop, and in 1977, he was injured... And he had a prolonged okay. medical leave, and he was out of in, in a, so long that a, eventually he had to uh, be released from the force, and he had a rare neurological disease. His wife, Marsha, who was a cop, uh, she got a different job and got him a job at a place called Simon Marketing. 
And mm-hmm. uh, Simon Marketing worked with Dittler uh, Printing, and they did printing for McDonald's. And and they had a uh, oh, I'm starting to connect the dots. Five hundred okay. million dollar McDonald's account. That number is gigantic, but it really has nothing to what? do with how much money. Uh, five hundred. That's still crazy. I mean, though. and I I read this article because you'll actually twice, and I thought about that number because that's crazy. And this is the, I mean, this is the '80s. This started in '87, and oh, wow. um, five hundred million dollars, and, but then you think just how many like cups how many uh hash brown packets how many fries and they were in magazines Mm -hmm. just how many places that these things showed up it starts to make a little like like yeah that number sounds insane and it is insane in general regardless of i mean but like it was like these things were everywhere i mean then they weren't just in america too so i was like i guess that number kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. but just hearing it and seeing it written out it's like damn how many zeros is that I wonder. I wonder how many zeros it is now, because I feel like McDonald's has expanded even more around the world. Like it's. Oh yeah, it's probably in the billions at this point. That's so crazy. For for sure. I wonder if it's the same company. I couldn't figure out if Dittler was still the company doing it. Simon Marketing. Well, we'll get to that. Um, Okay. (laughs) So his wife worked at this place, and she got him a job, and he worked his way up through the ranks, and he was the chief of security for this McDonald's account. And so, as the chief of security, early on, um, sorry, I was looking at my notes. I wrote a lot of weird shit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, wow, yeah, I really did. I really went to way too in depth on this. What as I'm reading now, <laughs> do I need to get out the horn? So, anyway, so he, so he, his job initially was to um, oversee the the shipping and the handing out of the high-dollar uh, high um, win. So, like, there were cars, there were million-dollar ones, there, there was uh, 100,000, 200,000, 500, 10,000, ones like mm-hmm. those. He handled mm-hmm. out those and specifically handed them out to the, to the locations. And initially, it was only in America and, and Canada, although Canada... It was there was a rule written that Canada was not allowed to get any of the big wins, like any of the the high dollar really? ones. They were not allowed to get it. Okay. And so, um, it started. It started uh, by saying that he he took his job super seriously. Like he would oversee people that were handling them and like like pat them down and like check the bottom of their shoes and like he was really a stickler oh, for wow. this shit. Okay. And um, eventually, when he started ha- handling them, he couldn't help himself. Ooh, he couldn't help himself. <laughs> and I'll give him this. He started off smart in the sense that he didn't take them for himself. What he did was he gave the first one, which was, I believe, $20,000. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five, I believe. He gave $25,000 to his uh, brother-in-law, stepbrother. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, nice. in return, he asked for like a little mini kickbacks. You know, so he'll ask of for like, like a couple grand for in, in, in exchange. And so eventually mm-hmm. he started giving them to, um, he got, uh, he was very, he just like, it almost seemed like he liked to brag about it. And so he would then give up, he started, Ooh, he started like idea. getting into, uh, but he didn't like talk a lot about it, but he was easy to make okay. friends and he made friends with a, uh, mobster. I wish I had the article Ooh, up now, but I don't even want right. to get deeper into this. And this um, could be a whole podcast episode right here. It could be. That's why I'm just giving, I'm just giving you the cliff notes. Cause I, uh, right. 
And so he got involved with this mobster and um, he would hand, he gave him a couple of the million ones and in exchange, he would, um, in exchange, Uh, mob protection. No, no mob protection. He just got paid for them. And uh, he was like part of the family. I believe he, um, I don't remember exactly how he was part of the family, man. See, these are some of the details that we really have. We really have to get into it. But anyway, they start the article by, uh, by just talk by talking about how um, how this one guy his name was um, Hoover he had won uh, he had won one million dollars and he um, that's there's a one in two hundred fifty million chance of winning the one million dollar one oh, wow. and the uh, he was being interviewed and and the the chief uh, of like the spokesperson for McDonald's who came to everyone when they won it's like congratulations here's your giant fucking check. Uh, there was like a sound crew and they were filming it mm-hmm. and uh, and he was talking about how uh, oh, let me just read this line. I wish I, let me see if I can okay. find it. Oh, I'm going to find it. Somewhere within your crazy notes. Found it. No, it, I'm in the article. Oh, nice. Um, the camera crew listened patiently to his rambling story, silently recognizing the inconsequential details found in stories told by liars. They suspected that Hoover was not a lucky winner but part of a major criminal conspiracy to defend, defund the fast food chain of millions of dollars. The two men behind the camera were not from McDonald's. They were undercover agents from the FBI. Hold on, hold on. Okay. The next line. This was a mixed sting. <laughs> yes. yes! You know there had to be one. There had to be one. Right. Right. <laughs> but anyway... So he he got caught up eventually giving a bunch of them. I mean, he would give. There was a point where he, the only way people were winning is because like everyone was won by someone that he had just given it to. But he had these elaborate schemes where he'd explain people like you have to, like you have to set you have to go here and say you won it here, and like go to that McDonald's, and then some people even had to like set up um, fake residencies in a different city to make it seem like they were living there, and then um, he even like that is elaborate. He even got like a Mormon family involved at one point. And I believe it was the Mormon wife that ended up having a conscious and, and, and leaking uh, and, and leaking oh, to the wow. to the cops. Okay. But at the end of the day, he um, this dude, he uh, I mean, he was he was balling. I mean, right? Jacobson was out here balling. He had houses all Jerome, over the place. Get it. This dude had a uh, he drove a brand new S2000 Honda S2000. Ooh, that's a nice car. He had a, a luxury Acura, a minivan, an 86L Camino. And, um, I mean, this was all just on the, uh, on the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the, you know, the, what do you call it? What did I just say? It was what, the money he gets paid for it. Uh-huh. And, uh, so at the end of the day, he stole or handed out over 24 million pieces, uh, excuse me, $24 million in prizes. Dollars. Wow. And it, I mean, eventually it got to the point where he was like, it was like, why, why is it that so many of these people have like criminal like backgrounds? Why, why is it that so many of these winners happen to have only lived in this city for uh, like a week at this point? Like none of this really makes sense. Why is it that like they happen to have family that is neighbors with the guy that runs it? And so, you know, the cops put it all together at some point. Right. But uh, this was, oh, and he donated one of those $1 million ones, he sent it to um, uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And um, even though McDonald's... And McDonald's continued to pay 
uh, to pay them. And it was $50,000 um, every month. And they made the last payment in 2014 to St. Jude's of $50,000. All, wow, all because... This guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, bro. This guy. Oh, my God. And all part of him, he's like, yeah, I feel like I could do this. Like this is this so crazy. And, and oh, and so he, uh, so obviously he went to court, and he went to jail for thirty-seven months, and that's um, it. He had to pay, dude. You know when he came back, he was probably still balling out. He well, he had to pay. Oh, probably. I'm sure. I mean, if he's smart enough to hide money, I, you would hope so. But he also had to pay twelve point five million in restitution, and wow. he, I think I don't have it written down here, but he definitely like the full amount that he could have been charged for. Oh wait, maybe I do. Oh. With each of Jacobson's nine charges carrying a five-year penalty, investigators warned him he'd be 104 on his release date. So his init- initially, wow. you know, he was he would have been in there for 45 years. Is that time. math? Yeah. But um, somewhere around there. But he's somewhere. out now. I believe he's out and still alive now. Oh wow! I remember. That's crazy. Uh, welcome to Untranslatable. I remember when I lived in Germany, <laughs> and. Um, they they were doing the uh, the Monopoly thingy, and my mom wanted a Mini Cooper, and that was one of the cars they were giving away. So I would save mm-hmm. them, and I had there were three pieces: the oh, middle, nice. the front, and the back. And I had two of them, and I in the back of my head I knew it's like McDonald's is not dumb enough <laughs> right. to have all, all three of the um, all the, p- the pieces for a goddamn car to be within like the ten mile radius of McDonald's, like the four different McDonald's right. I went to, probably why I lived in dusseldorf it's like right it's like yeah no i think there's even like 12 year old me is like yeah i don't think this is gonna work i feel like i gotta go to like mm-hmm. like uh somewhere in namibia to finish this thing off <laughs> <laughs> gotta go to another continent uh, yeah to find the, the missing piece, right? i'm gonna like buy my buy an old land cruiser and go on a journey to find <laughs> the missing mini cooper <laughs> there's this make one that, make that into a movie <laughs> there's a mcdonald's warehouse somewhere just with one dusty 2004 base model mini cooper sitting down there that no one won you know you know after or after you won that, somebody took that home oh for sure I was gonna say, yeah or, yeah or yeah he for was sure like, hey, you guys still got that mini cooper I, I i coincidentally somehow have three pieces <laughs> yeah actually sorry i don't this random person that's like oddly connected to me has, what if has i mean pieces. what if he did go to like for example i mean no other restaurant does that really though because let's say what if he went to some yeah. other restaurant and happened to win and he just like he win so like crazy. fifty grand. He'd be like, I can't turn this in. No one's right? gonna take this from me. Right. They do one Google search and it's gonna blow up with McDonald's thief. I feel like I feel like that poor guy probably can't even play the lotto anymore. They're just like, no, dude, we don't we don't trust yeah, you. Yeah, I mean the lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously the lotto is a whole different ball game. Oh, for sure. Still. I mean, but 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 they claimed that the chances of winning a million is like the chances of winning a million in the lotto. Like it, it is the same. It was one in 250 million. Yeah, that's crazy. But I guess that makes sense because if there's one, say one every cycle, mm-hmm. you could just say, yeah, just every, if one, there's one and mm-hmm. everyone goes to McDonald's, especially in the 80s. Oh, so yeah. there's literally one. And uh, you, and if you get it, you get it. And if not, then you, then you don't. Right. <clears throat> that's so crazy to think about. That is a lot of money. My question for you, Jared, you think uh, you think that mobster was was maybe Italian? Uh, I actually believe he was. <laughs> I wish I had his name because okay. that's a bold claim to just blow off like that. That that is true. 
That is true. Could, Sadly, I feel like that's a a negative stereotype of a lot of Italians or Italian Americans is their involvement in the mob or something else. Yeah, I mean every every um, culture that and it's also weird that that is their stereotype. Maybe just because they've made the most movies about it, but every culture has their mob. Oh right, right. Like the Japanese. Yeah. Even the even I think the Chinese also have. I think it's called like the triangle. The triads. Or something like or, Oh, thank you. Triads. Dude, there are gangsters everywhere. That's true. <laughs> I mean, every there are, I mean, Europe has filled I mean, Europe has like the Irish are known for having it. They have a, they're known for gangsters. But there are gangsters right. everywhere. I mean, I'm sure there are That's German true. gangsters. Who do you There who are do drugs you everywhere? Out of, how do they how do you think those drugs true. are getting in there? That's true. My question for you, Jared, who do you think is the gangster of gangster out of all all the gangsters? You think it's American gangsters? I will tell you the answer to that. Pablo Escobar. Oh, dude, yes, good. Yeah, but he's not alive. I'm talking about now. We probably oh, don't. Even I mean, know yeah, well, you don't know. <laughs> if we knew, we'd either be dead or in on it somehow. That's so either true. way, I, I I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh-uh. Well, anyways, we're here at Untranslatable to. Uh, Bring you some untranslatable phrases uh, every episode. And this week, our focal point is Italy and all things Italian. Um, believe it or not, I don't think Jared has any Italian phrases, but I have some for him. So I'm going to give you the first one, Jared. Okay. I'll see if you know it. This is... One second. Let me listen one more time. Menifreghista. <laughs> Many freghista. Uh, is gesta like the same as gusta is in Spanish? I don't know what gusta means. I don't, Me gusta. I don't, I don't think so. Just give it to me. I, my Italian is non-existent. So, uh, well, do you want the Wiktionary definition or the Urban Dictionary definition? Give me Wiktionary first, then Urban Dictionary. Okay. So now, many freghista. Uh, is a person with an uncaring or couldn't care less attitude. So I feel like sometimes you can be a bit of a menifreguista, Jared. Oh, thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. now now let me give you the Urban what, Dictionary. What, what, what's, and the, I give you, what's the actual uh, translation of it, like the literal translation? Uh, when I looked it up on Google Translate, it just said careless. Okay, okay. But here, and then the Urban Dictionary definition, which we all know is the truest of true definitions. Of course. I mean, this is what <laughs> this is what drives <laughs> culture and society. That's right. Urban Dictionary. I'm not purely. speaking this old Bible English like they have in a dictionary. Right. right. We need that Urban Dictionary. I'm from so the streets. It is, <laughs> that's right. So here it is the Sicilian dialect for someone, in quotes, someone who simply doesn't give a fuck. Okay. No there fucks given. No fucks given, man. Mini freghista. Wait, say it again. Mini freghista. Mini freghista. I'm keeping that one. It's a good one. You should get that tatted on you, dude. Jared, be careful. That's not safe. <laughs> Mini freghista. What? That's right. <laughs> Call an ambulance. Uh, all right. Well, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about Italian. And so I thought I'd switch it up a little bit, you know. I don't I, I, not not forget some of our other homies out there, like the Hebrew people, but oh, nice. Israeli. Okay. I guess you wouldn't call them Hebrews. Um, I don't know. Can you call? Them, I get, I I'm not know. sure. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Turn to uh, Hebrew right Hebrews chapter three verse 
seven in your Bibles. <laughs> My Hebrew phrase is uh, hamshush. No idea. Hamshush. Hamshush. Uh, That's probably how you'd say it. I don't don't know what it means. Okay. Now, of course, you know what that means. So just go ahead and tell the audience. Right. Of course (laughs) I do. Man, I wish. I wish it was like last uh, last episode, just getting them all right. I know. I know. This one's a little tough. No, I have no idea. What does it mean? (laughs) So hamshush is a combination of yom yom hamishi, which is Thursday, yom ha shishi, which is Friday, and yom shabbat, which, of course... We all know what the Shabbat is. That's Saturday. Uh-huh. And so, um, I mean, the meaning's obvious. It's just their, their word for the weekend. That's how they say. Uh, so, so they say, like, uh, when are you free this week? Hamshush uh, Gever is how you say when you free this week. Okay. Or no, that's the answer. Why is that? <laughs> that's so weird. The sentence they gave me. <laughs> <laughs> the first part of the sentence is in English, but then the response is in Hebrew. That really threw me is. off. Why right. would you do that? Why not? Um, Just trying to make life difficult for you, Jart. All right, I'll get. I have one more Hebrew one for you. Since I'm on okay. this, he- sometimes you know you get on that kick. So right. this Kinda one, like you, you were on the Afrikaans kick last. I was. Episode. I was. I might get back to that one because there are many other good you, ones for you them. You should. You should. Um, so here's, um, my next Hebrew. Ooh, this is going to be a, this is a longer one. Metat, metat, shadesh, shadesh, hold on. I, 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 this almost kind of feels like it's offensive. (laughs) When is this crossing over (laughs) to full on? I might as well just say like the N word over and over again. uh, (laughs) It'll be less offensive. I guess it would be less offensive. I'm black. Um, uh, anyway, back to this butchering. Metate shadash, metate tov. That's kind of phonetic. I don't. Uh, so I don't know if it's matate <laughs> or <laughs> matat. And I do know tov. I've probably said close to right. Okay. And that means a new broom is a good broom. A new broom is a good broom, huh? So something that's new is something that's nice? I don't know. Can I give you an example? Sure. So at work the other day, um, I was talking to my boss, and he was asking me, he's like, I need to get some information from someone else. Should I go to this person, or should I go to this person? Mm -hmm. And I said, go to this person. He's new. He'll probably answer you quicker because he's still like in that new guy phase. By the way, I was right. Uh, He got back to my boss right away. But um, Nice. That is essentially what this, the phrase is saying. It's used to describe a new employee who is good at his job or her job and simply uh, simply because they're new. Oh, okay. So it's just like they're still in that good behavior phase where it's like uh, sucking. I don't want to, It's not sucking up, but it's just like, it's just like they're good because they're new. Like, you know, of course they're good. Let's, let's see how they do after a couple of years once they've been broken down by this. Godforsaken right. hellhole. <laughs> Capitalism at its finest chart. I like that one though. A new broom is a good broom. That's a good one. Yeah. That uh that that new broom of an untranslatable was definitely a good one. Grazie. That's for, for sure. Grazie. <laughs> All right, Jared. Well, since speaking of Italian, I have an Italian untranslatable for you. Okay. Let me listen to it one more time. There it is. Che figata. K is how or uh, uh-huh. 
Que figata? Figata. Mm-hmm. How do we you figure? Similar... Oh, that's a really like good Like figata, I just assumed was figure. <laughs> that was a nope, pretty... Nope, figata is fig. Oh, okay. Que, and que figata, me, the literal translation is what a fig. Okay. What do you think it means? What a beauty or what an idiot? Oh, that's a good <laughs> guess. One of those Appar- two. Apparently, this means cool in Italian. Oh, okay. What a f- oh, like what a fig. That sounds like yeah. really. Why you said apparently. it was similar to something we say? No, no. The word fig and figata. Oh, oh, oh I, gotcha, I gotcha. I gotcha. I uh-huh. gotcha. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a fig. Get them cognates jarred. Man, I can't wait to sound like such a weirdo at work just using all these English like translations, like phonetic English translations. What a fig. <laughs> your boss says something to you and you just won't respond with cool. You're just like, what a fig. Email Jimmy. A new broom's a good broom. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, can you imagine like 20 years down the line, like uh, I'm just make chilling a... in your office and somebody's like, yeah, he says a lot of weird shit. Oh, yes. Dude, I see those people now. Like, and like, especially some old people where it's like, especially salespeople. I remember we had, there was like the sales conference and we're all at it. And it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of old white dudes. Like le- legitimately, there's, I think, one woman and some, like a couple of Mexican dudes. They're just a bunch of old white dudes. Okay. And uh, when I'm there, I'm like, like they all just make these like lame ass jokes. And I asked my co- my coworkers later, I was like, do all of these people just think they're funny? And they're like, yeah, that's just kind of part of the personality. And I'm like, yeah, oh, these are the great. worst. I mean, Chad could think of a better joke off the top of his head. And, uh, and his joke, Chad's jokes of jokes of the pods are better than these. Although I will say at those situations, there was a lot of jayas, a lot of that uh, oh, la- okay. laughing just, beca- just because the jokes are so bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like the reference. Nice. Thank you. I actually have that written down. I like that one. It's a good one. Yeah, we've had a lot of solid ones. Oh, for sure. And we'll have That's plenty more. But yes, sir. Stick and around. I got w- exactly. I got another one coming at you, Jared. Hit me. All right, so once again, like I said, all of mine for this episode are Italian, and this one is... Bellissima. Cavoli riscaldati. Cavoli riscaldati. Is riscaldati anything to do with risk? Like a risk? Nope. Riscaldati. Uh, Well, I don't know, but I can tell you cavoli is cabbage. Okay. I thought that was some sort of food. I just had no idea And uh, riscaldati is... uh, It means heated. Heated cabbage? Heated cabbage, yes. What is heated cabbage, Jared? Smells bad? Nope. Angry? Nope. Nope. This is a really good one. I want to start using this one. It is... So the meaning of this is the attempt to revive a failed relationship. Oh, that's good. Heated cabbage, isn't it? Don't try to... Don't reheat cabbage. Right? Exactly. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to use that one, too. Ooh, and let me give you another one, Jared, that's uh, similar to this one. Minestra riscaldata, which is reheated soup. That's, I mean, soup reheats better than cabbage. (laughs) So is this like a positive getting back together? Like a positive form of it where it's like... Uh, listen, I told you not to heat that old cabbage, but turns out that that cabbage is some old, it's some fresh soup. Uh, one second. I'm trying to find the, cause it doesn't actually give me a good, um, ah, there we go. This is how we do it. You know, untranslatable is on the fly. Ah, oh no, it's the same thing. Usually referred to relationships with an ex-partner conveying the meaning that a relationship with someone 
whom you've already been with can't work very well. So you know use what? both of those. Now I think about it, soup mm-hmm. can be tough to reheat. Sometimes the noodles will get a little soggy. Mm, that's true. So that's fair. Don't don't Those soggy noodles are like that. Yeah, that soggy hey, relationship. Keep your don't get your noodle noodles soggy. It's not worth it to, for to reheat the cabbage. Right. Uh, all right. I got one for you, and I'm gonna apologize in advance. I don't know if I'm gonna do both of these. One of them. All right. I'll start with just the one of them is Albanian, and this one I I like. This one I, I might use this one actually. <laughs> uh, and I don't know how to say. I couldn't even really find the translation for this on. Um, oh wow. Okay. They, there was no translation on Google Translate. Like you couldn't do the voice back at you. Right. Oh, okay. But uh, I'll give it my my best shot. The old college try. Techin Hiliab. Techin Hiliab. No idea. Liquid bread. Ooh, liquid bread. Interesting. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Something that's like, I don't know. Something that's bad. I don't know. You're going to, you're going to pinch yourself for not getting this once I tell you what it okay. is. Okay. Okay. Well, tell me. Starches, starches ready. and grains uh-huh. used in the brewing process to make beer. Liquid bread is beer. Oh, you're right. I am pinching myself. Yeast. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Liquid. You know what? That makes oats, sense. Even I've, oats, even I've heard people, people refer to beer also as like a liquid meal. Yeah. So like liquid bread. Okay. All right. I, I, like got, I got another Italian one for you, Jart. How many do you have? Uh, I have as many as you want to do. We could do this oh, for hours. Oh, okay. but I'll, I'll make this my last one because this one is pretty good. All right. Conosco i mia poli. Conosco i mia poli. That just sound like it was fun to say. <laughs> I, don't, fun I don't know say. what it means. <laughs> and it means I know my chickens. Okay. Well, see, this isn't fair. I... I only slightly kind of remember what this one means because I stumbled upon it in my previous untranslatable research. Oh, okay. But what is it? I don't know. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> uh, I know my chickens means either I know who I'm dealing with or I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Right. I wonder Makes why sense. that is though. Like why chickens? Why do you I know, know? What do you know? So what do you know about chickens? What are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it's just because right here it says no doubt his phrase was no doubt uttered countless times over the years by Italians who had absolutely mastered, excuse me, mastered the art of cooking poultry and resented those who questioned them. Yes, I do remember that. I remember that because I, I believe that's why they say it, because chicken is commonplace, obviously, and it's right. one of the you know, it's easy to cook. So it's uh-huh. like, how dare you question me on cooking chicken? Like, this is the easiest right. thing to cook. Right. I know my goddamn chickens. Yeah, that I remember. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you I do. I can imagine my grandmother saying that. <clears throat> if she spoke Italian. If she spoke English, I'd be like, uh, I mean, she does speak English. But, I, <laughs> but I'd be like, oh, gosh. It's time to take grandma to a home. She's right. saying Poor weird grandma. things. Get <clears throat> I was say grandma, but I was like, that's how no one says grandma like that. Nana, I don't know how they say it. I don't know. Oh ma, didn't do didn't <laughs> didn't do my research. You got any more translatables for us tonight, Jared? 
let's spare the audience and just go out on an Italian one. I do, okay. but I don't even know how to like this one. I'll just explain it to you as Maltese, and I don't even know how to begin oh, wow. to say it. And that that one also didn't uh, come up in the. But we'll get back to that one because I do like the phrase. Nice, sounds good. We we definitely will have more episodes in the future to cover. Yeah, more untranslatables. So as I have mentioned, uh, our main topic of the evening or of the episode is Italy and all things Italian. So for our listeners out there, uh, I have never been to Italy before. Uh, fortunately, we have 50% of the crew has been to Italy, a.k.a. Herr Jart. So, Jared, are you going to give me some, some tips on Italy, or how do we want to start this segment? <clears throat> I'll give you some tips. Let me give a disclaimer. Okay. Uh, the last time I was in Italy, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm actually drinking some liquid bread right now, and that's probably <laughs> nice. uh, part of the problem. Um, last time I was in Italy was, I was probably 14. So I don't claim to be a professional. I'm, I'm claiming you're a professional. I'm just here to shed some of my, uh, so I'll, I'll, first I'll go through some of the cities I've been through. I've been to, I actually not, when I sat and thought about it, I've been to Italy more than I thought. I've been to Rome, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Nice. It's great. I mean, it's, 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 it's. It's it's a classic. You got it, it's in in seeing that history, and see and and in reading those dates, like when some of that stuff was made. Even in Austria, the oldest thing there, I believe, was a Roman uh, ruin. Yep. Um, sounds, sounds about right. Like just reading some of those dates and being like, that doesn't mathematic. That doesn't. You can't even. It's like when someone tells you the sun is uh, six hundred thousand miles away from. It's like okay. <laughs> Like when you see the city, it is everything you think it is, and it's great. The food's great. It was great. Then I went to Venice. Venice also beautiful. I mean, Italy. Italy's fucking beautiful. Let's just get over that now. Uh, it, however, the water gets old fast. And, oh, in Venice. Uh, yes, the water gets old fast. There's always that smell of water in the air. You know, like if you're in the south okay. and it's swampy, it's always, almost got that little swampy smell. Okay. Not a fan of that. That gets old. Also, I don't like... If I'm in Italy, I don't want any reminders of Louisiana. Mm. Uh, that's <laughs> rule number one on my list. Hey, before we even get into it, tip number one, don't go to a place that reminds you of Louisiana if you're trying to go <laughs> on an Italian vacation. We're uh, about to get a bunch of haters from Louisiana now. Bring it on. Church. Bring it. <laughs> it's going to be my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are you going to go for Christmas? Not uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Great. I'll go to I'll go to Venice if I want to uh, be yelled at and <laughs> have does it smell like water? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I also went to uh, although it was beautiful and like it is cool to see, and it is right. like something that any sort of normal anyone in any sort of normal city, which is every other city, you can't really comprehend like what's going. Like it, it is something cool to see. Can you imagine living there? No, it seems awful. A lot of Crazy. walking, obviously, but I mean, it's like, it seems, all, no, I don't, do people live, like, do even people that, like, are, like, live in Venice live in the city limits? Or do they live in, like, the Coconut Grove uh, villages of uh, <laughs> of right. Venice? I don't live in Venice. I live outside of Venice. Yeah, um, I have no idea. I live in Metro Venice. I wish I could remember where actual driving roads end and where the water starts. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't know where that is, though. 
And I've also been to Turin, which I, I wasn't really there for vacation. My mom, her job, uh, had an office there. And uh, I don't even really remember how we ended up there. But I'm, I only say the mom part to say that. We weren't like in any nice area or anything. That almost was just like any, like, that could have been Troy, Michigan, the areas I was in. Because it was like it was a businessy. Okay. Nothing special, but it wasn't anything. I mean, Troy, Michigan, but an Italian. So, you know, nicer mm-hmm. shoes and stuff. And then. You probably taste your food, too. When I was stereotypes, my 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 uh, international school did a ski trip every year and we went to uh, various cities mm. and it was, you know, it was it, they traveled around. And the one year I went, I only went once. Um, we went to uh, I don't remember exactly what the city was, but it was it must have been in Zoo Tirol because they spoke German. Mm. OK, yeah, that probably. blew my mind. I was like, right. like, I, cause no one, we, and I was on a bus with these people going here and I was like, no one told me they're going to be speaking this weird fucked up German. I don't understand. Oh, like, there. Hey, <laughs> Hey, that's Bavarian. That's close to Austrian. Watch yourself, buddy. It, oh, is that what that is? Yeah. I mean, it's a different, different type of Bavarian, but it is, I think their dialect is still, yeah. Okay. Anyways though. So those, and that was very nice. That was in the mountains. I mean, you know, oh, that's mountains gotta be mountain. gorgeous. it was gorgeous. It was great. And so. Um, I have some do's and don'ts. Ooh, all right. For when you're in Italy, I want to just run through some of these. Let's do it. Let's start and with and let's don't it. Let's do it and let's don't it. Save it for the joke of the pod chat, okay? <laughs> uh, this is <laughs> this is serious business. Not time for any of your shenanigans. <laughs> all right, let's start with some don'ts. Don't wear white shoes. Underestimate body language. Italian people speak with their hands. If you don't give, and and it's a stereotype, yes, but as I say all the time, here's the thing with stereotypes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they're kind of true. That's going to be another t shirt, the Untranslatable podcast. Here's Here's the thing with stereotypes. stereotypes. (laughs) Um, But they actually say, I mean, they say, is that uh, if you don't if you don't give any sign of life, quote unquote, just stand there with your hands in your pockets, uh, while people uh, people will think you're like not interested or impolite or uncivil. Like like it's almost kind of a uh, like a like are you not you don't like it's like I don't I'm not interested in what you're saying is essentially oh, what that okay. gives off. If you don't do anything, um, <laughs> that's a funny one. It, don't drink too much and don't suppose everybody pays each other's drinks in turn. Trying to, mm, yeah, that's ev- fair. don't drink too much anywhere. I mean, right. know your limits, you animal. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, this is hilarious. Uh, oh, sorry. I was at first, I, I, I even confused myself. I was like, these are the don'ts. I was like, or, I mean, do's. I was like, oh no, I'm reading don'ts. Uh, don't uh, laugh at churches, religions, the Pope, priests, nuns. Show respect. Older Italian people are religious and pay respect to church and religion. So you are, don't make are younger are younger Italians also religious? I'm sure less so. Okay, but uh, those damn know. millennials messing everything up. I know, I know, right? Here's some do's. <laughs> Here's some do's. Some do's and do do's. <laughs> I really had to find any way I could to say do do. Did you? Okay. I have a question for you. We'll start with this one. Okay. What is the uh, greeting? What's 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 the typical Italian greeting? Is it ciao? 
No, uh, no. I, let me be more clear. What's the uh, physical? I don't know. A, a kiss on the cheek. How many? Two. Yes. Ooh, all right. That was and a lucky guess. The Belgians do it three times. Okay. And those gluttonous, goddamn French people <laughs> are doing <laughs> it four go, times. Yeah. You really? might as well just fucking make out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus oh Christ. <laughs> I mean, four does seem a little excessive. But yeah. Uh, but oh, maybe man. four is just enough to like be like, all right, I feel the presence of my friend. I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> I, I don't know. What is this, Avatar? <laughs> right. Let's hook up Tails next. I, um, although I will say, I, I, I joke, but when I was in France and uh, like a French person approaches you for the four, like, you, like you're like, oh, shit, here we go. I'm doing it. <laughs> And you kind of do feel like a, you, you do feel like a, here we go. I'm doing it. Oh. It's like, let's not, let's not go the wrong way and actually turn this into a French kiss or right. should we? Ooh, um, watch out. And it does feel kind of Now I cool. know your trick, it's, Jared. It's kind of, there's something trick. about just being around the French though. Cause it's not like the same as smoking cigarettes. It's like, if I'm in America, get your goddamn four kisses out of my face or get right. your cigarette out of my face. But it's like, how do you get your hand to dangle like that? Wow. Right. I don't, I don't have that <clears> kind of skill. That's now my next one is just general safety. Okay. Uh, the streets of Italy are, uh, they're, they're, they're not, they're not disciplined drivers. It's kind of a sporadic driving situation. You gotta be on your ball when crossing the street on the ball. I remember when I was in Rome, you like every other car is just dinged up to the gills. I mean, I live in, I live in Philadelphia and every now and again, I'll walk outside. uh, You know, this is every couple months and be like, oh man, there's a random ding in my car. Mm-hmm. But like you, like you'll see this dance of people being like, "Listen, I'll I'll get this fixed, and before I even make it home from the body shop, this thing's gonna be scratched up again." So, uh, you know, that also means that you gotta wash your shit on when you're crossing the streets. Mm-hmm. And uh, not all pedestrians like there are also a jaywalkers, but the Italian jaywalkers know what they're doing, and that always gets you. Like I remember when I went to London, which is even mm-hmm. tougher because they drive on the other side of the street on the right. road. Uh, you gotta be on the ball. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said this. A lot of people brought this one up to the point where it's like, all right, I get it. Relax. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to your clothes. Try to be elegant. Okay. Don't come out here looking bum. Don't come out here looking like you just woke up. Right. No However, pajama pants and hoodies. That shit will get you slapped. What, pajama pants and hoodies? Yeah. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But... See, here's the tricky part, and here's my personal struggle. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you if you can relate. Let me tell me if you can relate to this. So, uh, I mean, I agree with that. You gotta, you gotta be on the ball. You know, wear your summer scarves. I'm, I'm kidding. I wouldn't. I would not wear a summer <laughs> scarf. I'm still an American. Don't forget that, everyone. <laughs> but uh, they also a, a lot of places also mentioned comfortable shoes. Oh, because you're walking everywhere, man. Exactly, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But no white sneakers. That's why I interrupted Comfortable you. yet stylish is tough. True. I feel like a lot of sneaker brands, though, are making some really comfortable yet pretty stylish looking shoes, really. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Do I have to buy shoes specifically for it? Like, if, while you're in Czech Republic, uh, and you're, if you ever go to Italy, are you going to buy a specific pair of uh, shoes just for Italy? I was like, well, these are my Italy shoes. I mean, dude, I would probably have to go to Italy and ball out and get some shoes in Italy. 
have when one in of those, Rome do as the Romans do. You have know? one of those shopping sprees where dancing queens playing in the background That's and you're right, spinning in the piazza just That's with right. bags flowing. All shoe bags, too. That's all they are. <clears throat> then cut to Chad in, the, uh, in a prison cell, like trying to, like whispering to me through his, uh, through his Samson QTU microphone Jared, please <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> I don't know how many more podcasts I can record. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't um, know, though. I mean, I feel like I, I mean, I did that when I lived in Austria in a way. You know, I got some clothes and stuff over there that I kind of wanted to blend in a little more because I yeah, feel like for Americans, sure. we do stick out a little bit with our clothing. But if you if you're looking at multiple lists of mm-hmm. things to remember, they might mention shoes. But everyone went way beyond shoes, and it's like, don't dress like some goddamn bum in these streets. Right. And I was like, I respect it. I respect it. Oh, definitely. They got style in Europe, man. They definitely do. Yes. Uh, another one is don't oh, only or uh, don't order sodas or beer for dinner. That's you eat that with pizza. What do you? Okay. Uh, what? What is? What are you a peasant? If you're going to have a meal, what do you get? Wine, right? Yes, of course. And, um, and then either, and then obviously uh, water and then much like any, I mean, they also mentioned this much like any sort of, um, European, uh, place. There's no tap water. There's no free refills and all that stuff. Right. That's Um, just typical Europe though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get used to that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm gonna miss it though, man. I love these free refills in America. I'm gonna miss it. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's the best. It's the best. I'll, I don't take advantage of it that often, but it is the best. And that's one of those things where it's like you don't realize that you miss it until you don't have it, and it's like, oh man, Definitely. that's nice. That's nice Definitely. having a just or or getting a water cup at Chipotle, right? And using that shit for Sprite because oh, yeah. I don't give up. So you are a uh, shoot. What was the word again? So yes. you are a manifregista. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what was that? What does it mean again? When you don't give a fuck. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, dude. I'm going to Chipotle. Manifregista. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh god. <laughs> just just make eye contact with the cashier the whole time while you're doing. Manifregista. Um, I'll just be like, who is this guy? What what is he? <laughs> this weird black Italian? Uh, I have a couple tips for you. This nice. is surprising to me, which okay. I guess it makes sense because I remember when I was oh well. First of all, buying fake designer brands is illegal, which I find interesting. Mm. I find that wording interesting, right? Because obviously, selling it I, that makes sense to me, right? Why but buying, buying it's it illegal. illegal? Uh, Italy is known for high fashion brands such as Prada, Gucci, and Dolce Gabbana, mm-hmm. and the likes. <laughs> I almost said and the likes in an Italian. And the likes. It's tempting to want to buy it, bring them a souvenir if you can find a great copy. I mean, are you going to get arrested for that? I doubt it. But I remember when I was in France, um, mm-hmm. in front of one of those big churches, uh, like people would set out their little... Um, like you know illegal selling situations and there'd be like a lookout that would yell when the cops are coming and mm-hmm. they just wrap up the um the 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 little stands like blankets almost like 
the um like when a ch- when someone's running away and they have a stick with a uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they wrap it up like that and just grab their shit and go. Also, just don't buy it. the. I mean, what are you doing? If right. you can buy fake shit anywhere, go on to eBay. <clears throat> uh oh, this one I found interesting. Know the difference between northern and southern Italy. Do you know the difference? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, you better know it. <laughs> <laughs> Take a guess. Do you want to take a guess what the difference would be? Between northern and southern it's Italy? dealing with the people, not the weather. Oh, really? Are, I don't know. Are southern Italians like more friendly? Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, the big difference, this is, um, this is a big one many people don't realize. Italy, like any country, has many different lifestyles and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Northern I- Italians tend to be more refined, stylish, okay. modern, and white collar. Mm-hmm. Southern Italians are the more traditional, hospitable, hospitable blue-collar types. The descriptions are a bit generalized, of course. Right. But uh, like for always. the most... Of course, yes. I mean, that's all we do. Speaking of stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, that is what you can ex- uh, expect to notice immediately. The food varies greatly by region to region, of course, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, um, so here, can you give me like a northern Italian food and a southern Italian food? Oh, you put me on the spot. Yeah, I am. Better believe it. Cause I, I I'm curious about that. Cause I, I wonder if it's kind of like northern. I don't know. It's every country you go to. I feel like the north and the south are a lot different. Like the lifestyles, the cuisine, the style. Sometimes, I feel like. The north of the United States and the south of the United States is way different. Oh, for sure. I mean, yes. I mean, yeah. The uh, with the food as well. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between this is on the fly work right here? So bear with me, everyone. Nice, getting it. All right. Here we go. <laughs> hey, off the rip. I, did I? I've mentioned in a previous episode. I do months and months of research. Oh yeah. Right now, I'm having a full blown panic attack. Uh, <laughs> so what I try can't, to do is your co-host give The you, listeners uh, can't tell but I have panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Well said Chad Anyway right. uh, <laughs> Southern Italian cooking features The bright lively Mediterranean taste That most people associate With Italian cuisine From salad greens to seafood freshness Is paramount to southern Italian chefs Peppers, eggplants and tomatoes Thrive in the warm Southern Italian climate and they form the basis for some of the region's most beloved dishes. Eggplant parmesan, tangy marinara sauce, <laughs> and minestrone enlivened, enlivened, excuse me, I can't read, with fresh herbs, are southern classics. Oh, here's one more that, I, that uh, the, Neo, the Nea, ne, Neapolitan pizza margarita, that's a classic, oh, the yeah. Neapolitan style. Uh, combines the best of southern Italy uh, in one delicious dish from fresh tomatoes, <laughs> creamy mozzarella, uh, cheese. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get shot by the same family that's, that stole all those McDonald's. Uh... <laughs> you probably are. <laughs> Not only are they talking about my family and... And, but they're, they're insulting my, our my food, language, our my culture. cuisine, and my culture. Nobody makes a fun of the Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> you can make fun of my family, but not the food. 
Uh, all right. Well, that's a little that's a little taste into the uh, southern Italiana food. Uh, How about northern, northern Italian Italy? fare? Thanks to its mountainous terrain and its proximity to Switzerland, Austria, and France, northern Italy loves the land. The Piedmont and Lombardia regions of northern Italy. I've heard Piedmont. They have great beef from Piedmont. Piedmontese okay. beef is great. Um, and they have great, uh, they have, I don't know, if, I know prosciutto is obviously in Parma, Parmesan. Mm-hmm. Those, are all, those are all great uh, classic Italian things. Anyway, I'm going off script. Let me just stick to, the, uh, <laughs> to reading. Stick to your crazy notes, Jared. Um, of northern Italy are prime cattle country. Oh, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> nice. Uh, and their cu- cuisine shows it. Butter-based sauces. Ooh! That sounds Just good. that sentence in itself makes uh, mm. me, an American, a little too messant. <laughs> Butter-based sauces with rich cream. Ah! Finger-licking good. <laughs> cream grace. Uh, cream fresh. <laughs> uh, grace. Oh, excuse me. Let me just read this instead of having full-blown orgasms. Northern Italian. Uh, uh, cream uh, with... Oh, butter-based sauces rich with cream grace northern Italian tables just as they do in France. But Italian chefs put their own delicious spin on them with fresh herbs and garlic. Stews and soups with the beef so abundant in the area are popular to the winter. But spring is for that succulent baby veal. I added baby. They didn't put baby. (laughs) But that's that's what what it it is. is. That is definitely what it is. Thin braided veal cutlets. You can almost hear it crying. <laughs> oh, as, uh, also an editorial. Uh, are as popular in Italy as they are in nearby Austria. Shout out to the schnitzel. Maybe that's oh, yeah. a little relationship there. Hard sausages. <laughs> 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 You're not the only with the hard sausage, Italy. Uh, of every description... Let's see if they describe any of them. Uh, no, okay. Uh, description helped northern Italian weather uh, weather ha- helped northern Italians weather winters that came early to mountain valleys. The salami and other salted preserved meats such as prosciutto are northern Italy uh, it- Italian delicacies, but have gone worldwide. Of course, go to your local grocery store and they have some knockoff prosciutto. Get out of here with that garbage. Uh, anyway, once again, I can't even stop. There's more good stuff in here. The Emiliano Romano region of Southern Italy is home to prosciutto uh, di Parma. That's what I was talking about. There we go. And uh, and okay, one more thing. The mountainous terrain. One more. I realize I've gone on for at this point an hour and a half. (laughs) The mountainous terrains at the foot of the Italian Alp lends itself to pastures rather than fields, so cheese has been a staple for centuries. The sheep, goats, and cows that graze there produce the milk that goes into Parmigiano Reggiano, Percino, Asiago, and Gorgonzola. Jesus. <laughs> Formaggi, I could just say. I, that was, I added that. They put Jesus. That was there me. You go. Nice. Uh, with, uh, so anyway, which would you prefer, north or south? Are you, uh, so let me, let me break that down. North is more of like your hearty kind of foods, and South is more of your Mediterranean, almost Greek style, lighter. Uh, I go, I go South. I think for sure. I would too. I'm surprised I, you said that. Really? 
Yeah, I thought you'd say. I, I'm I thought just you'd a hardy kind of guy, Jared. What can I say? No, but, South is not the hardy. South is the I, Mediterranean. I, I know. That's why I want the South. So okay. I want to be pretty hardy. I got you. you. You got that taken care of. That's right. I think that there's more. I think there is something to. And this is dangerous, what I'm about to say. Uh oh. Watch out. Yes, you cannot get better. Pizza, pasta, and. Um, all that sort of northern Italian stuff, the cheeses, the the ham, I, I get it. But I think there is something more unique to the southern fare that you couldn't get uh, outside of there. There's something like there's something right. to the fact that these vegetables, these tomatoes, uh, I've been whipping my Grow grandma especially. for months <laughs> to get these t- tomatoes to be on point. And there's something to like these olives. I literally. My grandmother <laughs> hasn't seen the light of day for grandma. years. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. No, she loves it. Grandma loves it. Uh, I agree with you. I think I'd, I'd, I'd want to try the, uh, the Southern. The Southern, I see myself on the beach. I see myself uh, e- popping cherry tomatoes into my, into my mouth as I drink a, uh, a light wine on the beach with that one. So... Uh, Here's the deal. I feel like I know you well. Mm-hmm. I would say so. And I feel like you don't want to just like, yeah, Rome's great. Go to Rome if you're going to go. Mm-hmm. But I okay. think if you're going to go to Italy and you know, Florence, also another good one. My, I've never been there. My parents have been there multiple times. They love it. Oh, Florence uh, they said that that's list. their favorite for food as well. Okay. Um, but once you go once and if you want to go back, you got to go to a place that's not just your run of the mill standard like oh i went to venice like okay cool yeah i have a canoe in my backyard i live in michigan there there's water everywhere relax <laughs> so i have a couple cities that uh, are uh, off the beaten path Ooh, all right let's hear them the first one is bolzano alto uh bolzano is the city and it's an alto adi Ad, <clears throat> bolzano is the city uh <laughs> this it's a bilingual town uh, it's in Zutirol, which is okay. South Tyrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they speak German there, and Perfect. that you know blows a lot of people. Yes, that blows a lot of people's minds. That is the north, though, so you won't get the food you want. Uh, another one is Verona. Why is Verona popular? I don't know. I've heard the name, but I don't know why. Tell me why, Jared. Uh, well, Billy Shakespeare had something to do with it. Really? Oh, is um. Well, that is where one of his plays takes place, huh? Is yeah, that that's Othello? where. No, Romeo and Juliet takes oh, place in Vero- Verona. Okay. Um, and there's nothing better than visiting this 14th century place with the famous balcony. If you have extra time, don't miss the marvelous Roman amphitheater, where the summer months they have opera performances. Oh, cool. Uh, and one more. This one is. Albert, oh Jesus Christ, Italy. <laughs> Albert, oh bello, Puglia. And Albert, oh bello, Puglia <laughs> is a lovely town near Bari. It's the home to the truly cone shaped white buildings that look like houses straight out of fairy tales. Look up a oh, picture cool. of this, everyone. Obviously, you can't too, Chad, but A L B E R. O B E L L O. Uh, it literally does look like it's like some place like 
where Peter Pan would fly through. Like that's actually what it looks like during the day. Um, and this is a Unis- uh, UNICEF World Heritage Site. Do you know what that is? Uh-oh. Oh, it's a. Oh wow, I'm looking at this right now. Wow, this is crazy. It just means it's like a historical protected place, right? Yep, yep, yeah. It's protected under treaty, so you can't, you know, do can't stuff to it. it and... <laughs> well, hey, we're Americans. We can bomb anything. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't like where that went. Uh... <laughs> but this is a truly beautiful place. It is, oh and my there's, gosh. it has very labyrinthy. Uh, it's that t- typical Italian small city with the labyrinthy super narrow streets that opens up into nice piazzas nice and uh you know they drink a lot they drink a lot of express espresso i almost said mm. espresso Uh-oh. espresso do you uh, are you a coffee drinker oh yeah okay yeah i enjoy a good espresso well enjoy yourself a nice you, espresso you, you know i'm a coffee drinker we drink so much coffee at the different coffee shops in vienna yeah i thought maybe that was just like just a vienna thing it's like well i'm at a coffee shop i might as well get a coffee kind of thing true but yeah I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you live your life every day. I'll have but, to uh, give you some notes. I want to keep this Italian train rolling. I it. found this cool song of the pod. And it is by uh, a guy, Italian guy, named Caparezza, which is, um, he's from an area called Mol- Mol- Molfetta, Italy, in the southern region of Apulia. And in his Apulian dialect, Caparesa. Oh, bonus untranslatable. Here we go. <laughs> woo, woo. I love it when I do that. Uh, I didn't even realize I was about to do that. Uh, in his Apulian, di- Apulian dialect, Caparesa uh, means curly head. And if you see a oh, picture of he, him. He is a, I don't know if it's politically incorrect to say he's a curly head, but he is a curly head. <laughs> it seems like it wouldn't be, but I don't see what's wrong with this. Sounds a little <laughs> weird, though, doesn't it? He's a curly I head. I mean, I think the head part of it. You curly head. Get out of here, you <laughs> curly head. Right. Oh, God. Uh, when we have our soundboard, let's make sure that's not on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the song is, it's, I guess it's hip-hop, rap. Yeah, I um, agree. And it comes off a little goofy, oh, and he sounds a little goofy, especially since we don't know what he says. But I know what he That's says because uh, yeah, I do, do months of research. So you have a I've PhD in untranslatable podcasting, painstakingly for you people. That's right. Comes through every tears. single word. I know his family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> turns out uh, it was his family that uh, there's a lineage connecting him to McDonald's. I'm in trouble. <laughs> this is how I'm trying to You're repay connecting him. Connecting all the dots, man. But Caparesa makes great music. Um, so this uh, song is from um, an album. I wish uh, the album's called "El Sonio er- 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 Eretico." I wish I had that translated. I don't know why I don't. Um, I think a song erotic, maybe erotic songs. That's what I'm going to guess. Be. That's what it kind of looks like. Could be. I mean, I could just translate it right now for for the people. You could. I think you should for the people. Um, so it, it is kind of a uh, a goofy song, and, but it, but it's not goofy because um, apparently he's talking about some real shit. So the album in in, in itself is um, let's see, I'm trying to read and talk. The album, I'm just gonna forget about it. Figure it out. I I <laughs> sonio eretico. I think it's it's erratic songs. Figure it out, people. I'm trying to talk here. 
Um, it was it, so the album came out in 2011, and um, it is. According to where I read this, it uh, it's a, it was a concept album that urges its listeners to reject tenets and dogma and to use critical thinking. And this song that I chose also has Tony Hadley in it of Spandau Ballet. Have you heard of Spandau Ballet? Nope, but I have now. Do you know the song True? Mm-mm. Uh, I know this oh, okay. much is true. Uh, that... The guy that sings this much is true. <laughs> that guy is um, Tony. H- the guy that sings that song is Tony Hadley from uh, Spandau Ballet. Nice. And so the song is called Goodbye, Malinconia. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, Malinconia is Italian for melancholy. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe and that's why it's kind of a goofy song. This song is a. Uh, cor- I, I did research and, and it said this, and then once I watched the video, it makes sense. But this song is about the struggles of being an Italian immigrant in other countries, mainly the UK. And if you oh. watch the video closely, it kind of makes sense. One, the first thing I noticed was that um, he has a gigantic backpack on his back, which I assume is supposed to represent him, his entire family and house, like his life on his back, because he's in England. Right. And people kind of look at him weird when he's walking around and he's in all these jobs where like, for example, uh, like his, he goes outside and his car is broken into and mm-hmm. then he uh, tries to get a taxi and halfway through the taxi ride, the taxi driver just pulls over and gets on the car, walks away. Oh, and then, so he has to walk to work. And so this guy is, is, is like this worker is struggling with this heavy box. So, uh, Capares uh, runs over to help him because he's, you know, and, and, and the, and the uh, English dude just gives him the box and almost has this like, why don't you take it earlier? Kind of like hand motion to him. And, um, and, and then he's waiting at a bus stop and people like all just give him this weird look. And, um, let me read some of the lyrics to you. Cause this, okay. I, I, I find this song fascinating once and it is catchy. It's catchy as fuck. And if you, if I don't care how goofy you think it sounds, it's catchy. I, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so, um, let me just read a little bit of, of it to you. Melancholy. Everyone is concerned. Everyone is crying. Everyone hits rock bottom. Like Andrea Doria, which is an Italian ship, uh, military ship, I believe that sinked, okay. sinked, sank. sank. <laughs> uh, people working hard don't have a dwelling. They lost the shirt off their back. Not like Borat. People are lonely, drink alcohol and stifle like John Bonham. The local council is more deaf than Beethoven when he composed the Ninth Symphony and thinks that Dante said that this is the beautiful country where C is heard. A diploma was enough to pay the charges. You don't need to be a celebrity, neither to be famous, nor to throw yourself into politics with Ilana Staller, Staller, uh, a porn star apparently, uh, curriculum. Um. And then he says, uh, the chorus is goodbye, melancholy. How did you become like this? Goodbye, melancholy. Tell me uh, who made you change like that. Melancholy. Goodbye, melancholy. How did you become like this? Blah, blah, blah. Bra- uh, let me just read a little bit more of it. This song I found, okay. thought was fascinating. Brain drain, money drain, migrants migrating from the shore. This is melancholy. A country where everyone screams makes him uh, saint immediately, uh, saint, sanctify, obviously this is translated, Right. Uh, sanctifies himself immediately and, and is actually full of leeches. The country kissed by the sun nowadays is the country of the UVA rays. It is not an oppression. The setup is deep, serious, deeper than a tuba. 
How can uh, the people remain? The hands are tied like Andromeda, which I don't know if you know what Andromeda looks like, but it's a Greek god or whatever. Mm -hmm. Greek, is it? Or Roman? I think probably Roman. (laughs) It's probably Roman. Uh, and, and that like, it's a woman and her hands are tied behind her back, which I, it's, so what I'm getting at is this song, it sounds kind of goofy, but, uh, w- w- once you, you start to realize what it's about. And then once you like, look at it, it's like, damn, it's this deep. song is, is deep. It's deeper than a tuba, bro. Oh yes. Way deeper than a tuba. And it's, it is catchy too. So, uh, give it, it a is, listen. Yes, I'll tweet it out. Find it there on Translatable One. And uh, let me know what you think because I think it's dope. Shout out to Capareza. It's an interesting song, absolutely. What do you do? What do you have any comments on it? Anything you want to say? I feel like I've. This has been the Jared episode. That's that's okay. This has been a great Jared episode. <laughs> um, not, I mean, you covered it, man. It's 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 hard for me to really. I can't take I can only take the song at basic face value because I don't know what he's saying. Like I like I'd like to like hear you talk about the lyrics and then re-listen to it and right. then maybe and, have and a look, idea. Right. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's got a got a nice uh nice melody to it. Um the guy's just really uh kind of goofy. The video's kind of funny, but it's 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 good. I mean it's definitely entertaining. For sure. And a lot so, deeper than I initially thought. Before we close this uh, Italy book, what you brought this up? You do you want to go to Italy? Do you have any plans of going to Italy? Yes, sir. That's on, that's, on the list. It's one of the reasons why I asked you uh, about Italy initially. Is Shit. my my plan is to hopefully head to Italy once I am over in Europe in less than uh, thirty days. So. Yeah, I can't believe it's so fast. I know, it's coming up. So um, I'm going to definitely re-listen to this episode and uh, use Jared's do's and don'ts to have a great time untr- in Italy. The Untranslatable Podcast is soon to go international. Yes, sir. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till we get that soundboard. Just wait. Uh, but now before we, before we, as Jared said, close our Italian book for the evening... I do have a couple of Italian jokes for you, Jared. Couldn't okay. we couldn't send the uh, episode off without a couple good Italian jokes. So I got one that is a custom written one just for you. Custom written. That's right. Or or what, ca- what kind of engine you got in that thing? <laughs> if I if I told you, I'd have to kill you, Jared. It's a secret. All right, Jared. What is the rough part of Italy called? Oh, I don't know. What is the rough part of Italy called? The Venetian rug. <laughs> oh, that's a good Gross. guess. But but no. <laughs> you ready for the answer? Uh, give it to me. The rough part of Italy is called the spaghetto. What? I don't even get that. The spaghetto. A spaghetto. Oh. Oh, right. Like a ghetto, spaghetti, spaghetto. I would. Well, I was thinking like physically rough. Ah, that's good. That's Isn't good. It? Spaghetto. I that was pretty clever. <laughs> the spaghetto. That the spaghetto. that is a legitimate jias. Like that is the dumbest joke. But well, that's funny. Pretty great. Pretty great. Also, oh no, Timmy's going to the spaghetto. Exactly. Giovanni. But also, fun fact: spaghetto. I believe it's actually the singular <laughs> spaghetto is the singular word for spaghetti. 
It's one spaghetti noodle. Oh, is it really? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Man. All right, I got a couple other Italian jokes. <laughs> that was for a you. good one. That was a good one. All right, so I got a, I got one <clears throat> for you as well. Um, what do you call an Italian with no arms? Armenian. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what? Where, where did that come from? Arm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, an Italian with no arms. What do you call them? Limguini. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. <laughs> ah, I'm cracking what, myself. What, up. Do you, what do you call an Italian with no arms? You call them mute. Uh, that's a good one. That's right? a good one. Talk with our hands, right? These ones are kind of like they're not. They're uh, cheesy. Thinkers, but they're thinkers cheesy. is not. Thinkers is not the right word for it at all. Right. <laughs> but they all. They everyone requires me to just like stop for a second and be like, oh, okay, okay. That is a good one though. They're not. They're cheesy, but these are good. I like that one too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let me see if I can. Okay, uh, hold up. Where, where was Spaghetto. it? Spaghetto. What do you? That was a good one. All right. What do you? <laughs> what do you call a fake noodle? Oh my! Oh, I know the answer to that one. What and is pasta? It? There you go. Nice. Yeah, I've heard that and one pasta. before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I think you might have used that one before. I may have. No, I think I asked you the the joke. What do you call? Uh, what do you call a dead Italian chef? Or what do you say? When, a, when an Italian chef dies, he passed away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Email us at Untrust Little Podcast to tell us if Chad used that impasta joke. Because I'm, I'm not sure I back. did. All right, I got one last one for you. Why are Italians so good at making coffee? Um. Because they have to wake up from their uh, from their uh, siestas. <laughs> nope, they're not Spaniards. Do Italians not have their uh, I don't know. siestos? Do or? they? I don't know. Well, the answer, Jared, why are Italians so good at making coffee? The answer is because they're good at espresso themselves. Okay. Yeah, that's a yeah. These are these yeah. are clever ones. Yeah. They're good at expressing themselves is what you're getting at? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. Play on words right. with espresso, <laughs> expressing yourself. Uh-huh. I Maybe mean, I should have said espresso in that case, I guess, huh? Yeah. I think what we need to work on, I mean, listen, you're a, you're a, in the early stages of being a comedian, <laughs> but we definitely need to uh, reorganize your set so we go my, out my on My bits a, need a little work. So we go out on a spaghetto or a mute yeah, uh, that's true. Those those were the highlights. Those two right. are my favorites. You gotta, you gotta end on a positive note. That's true. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, now we we have one last segment before we uh, send our episode off. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. And I forgot about that last segment because uh, I don't know why, but uh, I'll save the question for after. Oh, all right. Off the off the air, Jared. No, no, no. After the word, just a ah, final. Okay. All right. So this well. I won't tell you because then it'll make it too easy to guess. But I will say this. This word relates to one of our untranslatables a little bit tonight. The word is, this is our English word of the pod, effervescence. Effervescence is someone's like aura or their uh, smell. Is it smell related to smell by any way? 
But when I think of Effervescence, isn't that a band, by the way? From like um, the 90s? Ev- Evanescence is the band. Oh, right. Yeah. But I no, think I no. might have just always called them Effernes- Effernescence. <laughs> <laughs> no. So Effervescence, Effervescence. means... Uh, a stripper's name. So, so here, I'll... <laughs> yes, that too. Um, here, I'll, I'll give you an example sentence, Jared. Okay. So first of all, it's a noun. I should have told you that. that it's a it, what type of word. It's a noun. So a person, place, or a thing. In this case, it's a thing. And the sample sentence I'll give you is the effervescence of sparkling wine. The effervescence of sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's that's tough. I don't. I don't know. Whoever says that, by the so way. So effort. You're, they're fancy. You gotta yeah, watch okay. out. All right. All right. Douche. This is this is what you say. In, <laughs> this is what you say in Northern Italy, my man. Effervescence, <laughs> and it means bubbles in a liquid. Oh really? Yeah, effervescence kind of reminds me of your liquid bread. Oh, translatable, bringing yeah. it full circle. Oh, I did not know that's yeah, right. That's a good effervescence. It's a good word, isn't it? So could you say like Coca Cola is filled with effervescence? Effervescence. Yep, I would say so. Or you could say I enjoy the effervescence from Coca Cola. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Okay. You know, so yeah, we're we're learning new things here on the Untranslatable Podcast. One of our one of our many goals, and uh, yeah, so we're wrapping it up here with our uh, episode eleven, uh, the Italian edition. Do you have any? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you wanted to ask me something though first, right? Yeah, I have a proposition for you. Ooh, all right. Will you promise us, or can you promise potentially, mm-hmm. to do a pod from the beach? Can we make that happen by any chance? Pod from I guess it's gonna be Italy? tough because we need Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But how I want we could I do want that. a That'd pod. I mean, because recording outside, especially in this, there, I did read in some of those cities there are some pretty empty beaches. It's not noise I'm worried about. Okay. I feel like having that ocean in the background would be so nice. Oh, it would be. But we would have to figure out Wi-Fi. I tell you what, Jared. Why don't we? Why don't I go to the beach somewhere in Italy, record those sounds, and we just play those sounds while we make our podcast? Okay. Yes. Boom. Dude, even better. Even make better. It, make, make make it uh, like a one of those theater of the minds where <laughs> you're in your uh, we all we we both uh, record in extreme sound chambers. Nothing gets in or out. That's right. Uh, I scream in here regularly just for the hell of it. Why no not? one has any. So just take those back to your extreme sound chamber, and exactly. we'll produce them. You know, make it sound nice. You know. Fool the listeners. We gotta, know, we gotta do better. what we gotta do. Absolutely. <laughs> we can't be. Uh, we can't be a. Oh shoot! Where was it? We can't be a uh, menengista. Menengista. The, the careless. No. People. If we give there. a gista about anything, it's this podcast. That's right. You got it, Jared. And on that note, I think it is time for us to say thank you all for listening. Please follow us on Twitter. Untranslatable one is our Twitter handle. Uh, also check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, and shoot us an email with your untranslatables, questions, comments, concerns, and especially compliments. Thank you, and we will see you next time.